0: can't believe these i mean i can't believe these races i mean you think there's a shot there's a real shot <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh, some of them yes
1: i do really so, think there's a
0: shot okay if you if what is it that makes you hesitate because in 2012 we would have said this is an ass
1: coming many on the right did you know who didn't me
0: but but it was not in 2012.
1: In, in 2010. In 2010. Right. In 2010. That's true. In 2010. In yes, it's true. And, and it was. Uh, I mean, it was. That was was incredibly a huge wave. 2012. Uh, look, if you listen to conservative media, largely what they will tell you every election is that the Republicans are all going to win. Which is one of the things we've tried to do differently here, and come out and make know. sure, hey, we're just going to be honest with know, you. No, I
0: know, but I, but I,
1: in this case, what
0: I such a drag. No,
1: I'm trying to give you good news. <laughs> I like I, I said three months ago. Lie to me. Hey, everyone's telling you there's Democratic momentum. The Democrats are going to take over. I don't see. I don't yeah, see I it, and I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it either. And but and uh, now I mean, we're starting to see the 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 momentum come back to the Republicans in a in a big way. I
0: haven't felt this maybe ever since maybe Reagan. You know, the Reagan-Mondale thing. That kind of felt like this, you know. Now, Mm. this is, again, midterms. Different starting point. Yeah, different starting points. Slated toward, you know. All the disclaimers apply here. but, but, But the feeling in the country seems completely different. Even during the tea party, we knew we were on the outside. This time, it seems like there are so many people that are out of our circle of influence That are like, this is nuts. This has got to stop or we're all going to be broken dead.
1: Yeah, it was weird. Like, during the Tea Party era, there was a lot of people who were enthusiastically like, yes, we need this message. Right. In some ways, this one's a little different in that it feels like there's a a lot of people in the middle and maybe on the left a little bit. They're like, ugh. I mean, I, I just got to admit, it's so bad over here. I got to come with you. Yeah. If that's what it feels like. It, yeah. It just feels, it's not even like a, there's not a huge protest movement. There's not hundreds of thousands of people in the street. It's just people saying, look, we got to be honest with ourselves. This thing we're trying right now is not working. Let's <laughs> do anything else. Bad.
0: It's bad. Uh, we'll talk to you about the global protests and so much more on today's podcast. You don't want to miss a second of this. Brought to you by Goldline. Tons of Americans still don't know it's possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. May I just point out, have you looked at your 401k or your IRA? Have you looked? Have you realized how much we have lost? There's more to come. Please call Goldline right now. Goldline, they're the people that I trust, but I want you to do your own homework. Call them, get information from them, get information from everybody. These are the people I use. These are the people I was using before they were using me to advertise for Goldline. Um, I want you to call them now. Just ask for the information. Give Goldline the code MYB, which represents Mind Your Business, the silver bars that they will give you uh, as a, just as a thank you for just visiting and uh, talking to them and asking for the information. But please do this before you lose even more of your retirement funds or the money that you have just even in the bank. Goldline.com, goldline.com. Call them, 866-GOLDLINE.
1: You're listening to The Best of the Glenn Beck Program.
0: to the Glenn Beck program. So I was just showing you the people that are on the streets in London and in Paris. What are they protesting? They are protesting the things that we should be a little upset about. They are protesting in England about what the Bank of England is doing to their money. They are protesting not only in uh, Paris and England about inflation, but also the cost of gasoline and oil. Here, let me show you another one. This is um, Cut 11. This is Brussels. This is the head of the EU. Look at this. Justice. Justice. What are they chanting? We want justice. justice day of justice justice. 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 okay that is in uh brussels chanting justice justice what kind of justice is it how about the protest cut 12 in berlin looks like a peaceful crowd there just walking in the streets what are they upset about it is the unrest of inflation energy food prices covid mandates wef power grabs disguised as climate policies you would think this would be a big story but no the press yesterday didn't cover the hundreds of thousands of people on the street instead they covered a guy in a dress who was spray painting an aston martin showroom to protest climate change they haven't even shown the uh the Kids in Scotland and in the UK going into stores and just dumping milk because of environment. Cows are bad. Europe is about to freeze this winter. It is It is leading the way in recession and food prices. It's worse over there than it is here. Millions of people are going to be impoverished by this just in Europe and hundreds of millions over the rest of the world. Shouldn't our mainstream media be on the streets covering these things? Shouldn't you know that the UN and the EU is telling Sweden you can't drop your aid. Sweden gives 1% of their GDP or their GNI, gross national income, they give 1% to the world here. They said, we can't do it anymore. We have got to take care of ourselves. The EU and the UN are pushing back. How about this one? This one comes from Germany. Health Minister Karl Lauterbach warns that hospitals could go bankrupt in the course of this energy and inflation crisis. He said yesterday, you have to react quickly and drastically. The real danger, the hospital will soon go bankrupt as a result of the energy and inflation crisis. If we don't react quickly and really drastically, there will be closures. Hmm. Now, the finance minister said, we can't have a special fund for everything. We can't introduce a special fund for every area. You have to be careful. Everything has to be paid for. So here's Germany saying their hospitals are going to go under. And the finance minister saying, we don't have any money. Okay. while we're on the topic of having lots of money and hospitals, the Biden administration has just announced the expansion of taxpayer funded gender affirming health care for transgender and gender diverse federal employees. Beginning next year, all providers will be required to have adopted one or more recognized entities among the approved entities are the World Professional Association of Transgender Health Standards of Care. This is the one that is in trouble because they've just removed the minimum age recommendations, but you will be paying for it. And by the way, under the umbrella, uh, you know, of gender care, they, they've also expanded, uh, to all gender non-conforming identities, which will include eunuchs, the guys who have their twigs and berries removed because they want to just do that. Okay. Okay. All right. But we have plenty of money. And by the way, we even have enough money the student loan forgiveness, which the Democrats know is unconstitutional. Nancy Pelosi said it. Joe Biden said it. Barack Obama said it. He has no constitutional authority to do this. Yesterday, it's fast, it's easy, and it takes less than five minutes. It's a game changer for millions of Americans to get moving. It's going to cancel $10,000 in debt for those earning less than $125,000 per year and $20,000 for those who received Pell Grants. Well, that's fantastic. Borrowers need not uh, what's known as an FSA ID to log on to the application, nor will they need to upload any documents, including any tax records, Instead of having to provide documents that verify that you as an individual earned less than $125,000 in 2020, um, the application just asked borrowers to check a box. Is that true? Are you really that? That's it. No problem. We got plenty of money. We have plenty of money. By the way, the French government in talks now about crisis, meeting with their senior ministers about having enough money to be able to help people heat their homes. While we're here, the Biden administration is moving towards a relief a release of another 10 million to 15 million barrels of oil from the nation's emergency stockpile. We're selling it, a lot of it, to China. To China. This would be the latest tranche of one hundred and eighty million barrel program that began in the spring heading into this winter. The U.S. has the lowest seasonal inventories of diesel, according to data first compiled in nineteen eighty two. So we're at an all time high and we start compiling in nineteen eighty two. By the way, top energy advisor is also arguing now in favor of new export controls the government's putting on. Now, the energy secretary has said, well, I have a few concerns with this, but not to worry. They're going to get Exxon and ConocoPhillips. They have been notified of what they have to do now. They say um, that by limiting fuel exports... It's going to lead to higher prices in parts of the U.S., particularly in the uh, import-reliant Northeast. But who lives in the Northeast? There's almost nobody. It, it, It might as well be the northern regions of Canada. Who needs oil there? By the way, the EU is beefing up their infrastructure protection. Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine has brought a new set of threats, often combined as a hybrid attack. Have we done anything with our electrical grid? Have we? Have we? We've been talking about this forever. Forever. What are we doing? Are we spending money there? No, no, no. We got to give people trans surgeries. Oh, well, we got plenty of money. Really? I thought the cupboard was bare, Nancy Pelosi. The president said there's nothing that we can cut. Really? How about this? How about this? We've already depleted our oil supply. We we no longer can help Europe. We can't help Europe. There's not there's nothing left for us. If we send them our oil, if we send them our money, if we send them our food, it will hurt America. Notice. Every other Western country is preparing. No. Joseph, what's that dream? Ah, it's going to last forever. It's going to be good. We're not preparing at all. What we are doing is we're sending billions of dollars in military aid to Ukraine. Now, we're not just sending them dollars. We're also sending them weapons and ammunitions. The and I'm just I just just want to quote U.S. stockpiles of munitions are becoming dangerously depleted and it will take years for U.S. production capacity to catch up. So in other words, we are running out of weapons and ammunition because we're sending them all to a foreign country. Biden said, don't worry about it. We We have no howitzers left. Did you know that? We have no 150 millimeter cal, uh, uh, howitzers left. None. They're all over. We gave them all away. Biden said last spring, we're gonna just we're just gonna make new ones. It's not a problem. They haven't even put the order in yet. The world is preparing for famine. The world is preparing for huge inflation. The world is preparing for shortages of energy, of food, of medical care. The world is on the verge of World War III. And we're depleting that as well. America, when when did you lose your ability to think critically? Because this is not deep critical thinking. This is something my kids would understand you would wake anybody up in the middle of the night and go hey these things are happening the entire world is doing this and we're we're just having a party we're just we're just arguing about transgender issues having strip shows for our kids and uh, printing money like there's you know like it's going out of style and we're giving all that money to things that constitutionally you don't have a right While not taking care of our business at home. We're not going to have a 2024 election if we don't get past this 2022 election. We may not have a 2024 election, quite honestly, because there may not be anything left by 2024. I have never said those things to you before. I've always said, you know, we'll save it in the end, blah, blah, blah. We are at the end here, gang. You have got to get everyone you know informed they need to know just give them this last hour of the podcast just what i just did give them that and say can you explain any of this can you explain any of it away we are living in the normalcy bias nothing is normal Nothing is normal. And yet so many people are going about their lives as if it is normal. It's not. No one is telling you to prepare. Our president says there's no uh, recession coming. Bloomberg said yesterday 100% guaranteed a recession is coming. That's even insane. We're in a recession. Nothing is normal. Don't act like it is. Prepare you and your family and everyone who will listen because it is coming. This is the best of the Glenbeck Beck program. Senator Mike Lee is uh, joining us now. Um, he is uh, in apparently a close race. I, I still don't believe it, but it. Apparently, it's true. A uh, close race with uh, Egg McMuffin, who uh, called uh, the good senator a, uh, a traitor last night and a man who had betrayed the Constitution and 14 generations of Americans that fought to build this country. Um, he was booed for it. Of course, you wouldn't know this if you were just reading any of the uh, papers in Salt Lake City because they're doing a hatchet job. Uh, for the CIA agent um, and uh, making Mike look like a radical. But as he said last night, you, sir, owe me an apology, which is so antifa of him. Uh, Welcome, Mike Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Glenn. Sure. Uh, So (laughs) uh, what are your thoughts after the uh, campaign last night or after the um, debate last night?
2: Well, a couple of things. First of all, uh, my opponent made very clear that a a vote for him is a vote for Chuck Schumer. A couple of things happened. Uh, In addition to just telling a number of all out lies against me, he also went on there and defended price controls, openly championed them, Hmm. used some kind of euphemism for them. You know, just a few months ago, Chuck Schumer passed set of price controls in the pharmaceutical industry. And uh, while those purport to help people, they actually do quite the opposite. They'll result in the rationing of care. They'll in time result in increased prices, less innovation, fewer life-saving and life-enhancing cures. And my opponent praised them, right out of the Democratic playbook. Uh, he, he spoke in truth-free sentences Everything he said was about me and about things about me that weren't true. And to top it all, all off, Glenn, as soon as it was over, he went out, went directly on to MSNBC to fundraise to his Democratic national donor base. This is the kind of guy I'm dealing with. Now, what we've got here is rich out-of-state liberals from across the country somehow believe that, that uh, Utah Utah's for sale and that they can, they can buy Utah by buying McMohan but a vote for McMullen really is a vote for Schumer. Uh, Sadly, the Utah media establishment isn't reporting on this, and that's why I need all the help I can get uh, at LeeForSenate.com to make sure that we can counter his message, because he gets free advertising every day from our media establishment in Utah. I need the help of your listeners at LeeForSenate.com.
0: It's quite amazing, the hatchet job that is being done, uh, and the way even that was reported. The guy was booed, and Mike, I mean, if you call someone a traitor uh, in Utah, that is, you know, you know what? That, that's uh, uh, that, that. I mean, that's 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 like saying, you know, you betrayed the Republic of Texas here in Texas. You don't say that. Um, right. And and in Utah, he was booed. And that is uh, that's outrageous. Utah does not like outrageous campaigns they don't they like
2: gentlemanly discussions and let you don't see that reported by the utah media no you utah don't like that but utah isn't mentioning it it isn't mentioning that he got booed repeatedly for saying absolutely outrageous and counterfactual things but he likes those things because that's what's helping him raise a ton of money look he, in his last quarter uh he raised two and a half million dollars he his average donation uh, was $327, which is pretty high for average itemized donation. Uh, mine, by comparison, uh, was $70. And uh, he's doing this all over the country on ActBlue. You know what ActBlue is? That's oh, the, I do. That's the network that liberal Democrats use to raise money. Then he shelled out $1.6 million that he paid directly into the Democratic industrial complex, into consulting firms whose sole client base consists of liberal Democrats. So uh, look, this guy's trying to kid us into thinking he's an independent. He's no more of an independent and would function as no more of an independent in the Senate. And I function as a socialist. This is absolutely <laughs> farcical.
0: Mike, tell me the one reason you need to be in the Senate.
2: Because I believe that government – is necessary but dangerous if left untended government in washington is being uh, left untended for the most part because all democrats and and enough republicans have been willing to spend us into oblivion this needs to turn around we've got to restore our fundamental understanding of the purpose of the federal government its purpose is limited it's not open-ended it's, we've got to get back to the 18 clauses of Article 1, Section 8 to understand what its purpose is. I'm there to restore that. I remind my colleagues of that every day. This movement is growing, and it's becoming ever more necessary as we're unable to afford all the stupid things we're spending money on that it's have terrifying. nothing to do with federal power.
0: You should, you should listen to today's podcast, Mike, the first hour. I go through what Europe's doing and what we're doing. It's madness. It's absolute madness I'm
1: trying to senator mike lee uh senator i know you were t- mentioning your website lee senate.com people can go and help out there um now we have had another offer of help <laughs> that has come from one glenn beck to come to utah to help your campaign and i'm kind of hoping that you will reject it because whenever he tries to help out a candidate they lose
2: well, look, I we we are honored at his offer for help, and I believe my team is working with his right now to set that up. And we I don't to think that's true, Mike. I
0: don't think that's true. Don't think that's true. Well, uh, but I'm coming, uh, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I'm coming.
2: What, yeah. You know, they are. They are. Perhaps they haven't told you about it yet. Again, <laughs> uh, my. My idea is that we're going to break your losing streak. I, I, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. You are not cursed. It's just people in some states vote the wrong way. People in Utah are not going to vote the wrong way because we're going to make sure they don't. Because yeah. your listeners have been so helpful to me. And your listeners are going to encourage their friends and neighbors, any, anyone who cares about this country, who cares about constitutionally limited government. They're going to go to com and help me win. And it's it's sad that it works this way, but I, I I need their help. I need their help desperately because the Utah media won't report this fairly. It they is crazy it what's happening. They, they are they are my opponent's press shop. Uh, pretty much every one of them, and so th- that's why uh, that coupled with the rich out of state Democratic donor base that he solicits through Act Blue and MSNBC is doubly helping my opponent because he gets nothing but praise from the media and advertising from the media and then more advertising funded by these rich liberal elites on the coast. Well,
0: Tanya and I are coming out this weekend. We're going to leave Friday. I I've been asked by uh Carrie Lake to come out and as Stu said I should use quotes around the word help. <laughs> uh but she wants me to speak at some something on uh, Saturday night, but I said you know, I've got Mike Lee, and uh, as and soon as I know what he wants to do, then I'll give a yes or no, so let me know.
2: Will do. We'll do, and we'll put. a no chance. In, in, hear and this. We will end your losing streak, Glenn. <laughs> All right, There we go. All right. Set in motion a sequence of events culminating in Glenn Beck being right. the political juggernaut <laughs> of America. If if not, Mike, <laughs> if not, we're in deep trouble. Thank you so
0: much, Senator Mike Lee, uh, from the great state of Utah. Which, you know, coming day after election, might not be the great state of Utah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know, you want to be dead to me? Fine, be dead to me. Be dead to me. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So, Stu, we were just talking about, you know, um, Putin and what Putin can do with nuclear weapons, and. You made the comment that at some point he's going to say, you know, this is this proxy war is BS. There's a good chance of him saying that. Right. And we don't
1: know for sure he's going to do that. The best case scenario is he keeps playing this sort of game we're involved in now where everybody knows what we're doing. We keep announcing it for Mm -hmm. some unknown reason. We keep telling everyone exactly how many missiles and drones and everything else we're sending over there, I guess, to brag about how nice we are to Ukraine. And it's, he just keeps saying, well, we're still fighting with Ukraine and we're upset with the West, but they're not really involved in this war. The more desperate he gets, the more he's, the more our efforts work and he starts losing, He, the more likely he is to, to acknowledge, hey, we, th- we're not losing to Ukraine, we're losing to America. And if we don't recognize that and have... The Russian people stand up against this, uh, you know, eternal threat of the West. As soon as he makes that realization, which he could easily sell to his people and would be largely true, uh, we are in for a much, much worse outcome than some higher energy prices for the winter.
0: What's the worst kind of war that can be fought? What is the worst outcome?
1: I mean, I certainly would jump to nuclear war. We have uh, these are the two states with the most Uh, nuclear warheads uh, Mm -hmm. available to them Uh, and russia has the most by the way we have the second most i
0: believe i could make a case that a massive cyber attack that shuts down our entire system would be worse it's it's possible i mean certainly you'd have many of the same results you know yeah. you you'd have millions of... dead you know, in in if it, there was an emp attack which would just basically take out all electrical mm-hmm. you know so you'd have no computers left um n- uh 90 of the population would be dead in a year and that's not from you saying that that's uh oh from that's a study. stats yeah yes yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. stats done by i can't remember but uh, by the pentagon or for the pentagon uh 90 would be dead in the first year because it just nothing works and we're not able to do anything. <laughs> you know, we, we just just think of just all of the breakdown, your food, no trucks coming in, no trucks coming in, no tractors that uh, have, you know, computer chips in them are working. I mean, it's a complete failure of everything modern. That would be horrendous. Mm. Now, I'm not sure you could do that with a cyber attack, but you could mess things up uh, for a very long time and just keep you fix it. It's offline again. Just keep going. And you could really disrupt a country. EMP is it doesn't work. There's no way to fix it. You need all new chips. Okay, Um, but cyber is. Have you ever wondered the people of North Korea are starving to death? How are they affording to do all of this missile stuff? Because you can't trade. They're they're beyond Swift. They can't trade. They can't sell any. Nobody nobody buys anything really from North Korea. They what are the, what is it that they are making? How how do they have the money? Well, originally it was counterfeiting. They were counterfeiting hundred dollar bills, US hundred dollar bills. And just flooding the market with that and passing them off as as good Um, that we caught on to and we caught them and we stopped them. So the next thing they did was start taking our patents, things like uh, Viagra, et cetera, and making all of these pharmaceuticals, knockoff pills, knockoff pills, and then just flooding the market with fake Viagra and, and other pills made a lot of money. We caught them in that. Then they started something called the Lazarus Group, or they like to say the Guardians of Peace. Our, uh, our intelligence community calls them Hidden Cobra, but let's just use the Lazarus Group now. Lazarus Group is made up of a whole bunch of people. We don't know how many people, and it's run in North Korea and the North Korean state. We don't know much about them, but what we do know is uh, it's a state-sponsored hacking organization. Um, And in North Korea, it's known as 414 Liaison Office. The earliest known attack that this uh, North Korean—I'm sharing this with you because North Korea, they got nothing— Think about what Russia can do. The first thing they did was Operation Troy, and it took place from 2009 to 2012. And it was a cyber espionage campaign that uh, used uh, DDoS techniques. And they were just targeting the government of Seoul, and they were just trying to give them, you know, denial of service attacks. Um, These are the people that were responsible for the 2014 Sony Pictures attack. Right. Okay. They hacked in. They have stolen $12 million from Banco del Astro in Ecuador. A million dollars from Vietnam's, uh, what is it, Ten Phong Bank, something, 2015. They have also targeted banks in Mexico and Poland. In 2016, they had an attack on the Bangladesh Bank. They stole $81 million in that heist all just electronically transferred. Uh, they have stolen uh, $60 million in U.S. in the Far Eastern International Bank of Taiwan. Um, but then it gets a little dicey uh, from there. They, they have been doing this, and they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, they went into cryptocurrency because North Korea was really into cryptocurrency. Somehow or another, they cracked a uh, bit thumb uh, and they stole seven million dollars from that. Um, then the pandemic happened. These are the people that tried to hack in. Remember when you, you heard about uh, AstraZeneca being hacked into and people were trying to steal all of the formulas? Mm-hmm. I mean, let them have it. Um, that was this group. Okay, so they this is this is how they make money. The most famous attack or infamous attack should should be more famous than it is is the Bangladesh bank robbery. And ever heard of the Swift network? Okay, Swift network is what we just banned Russia from using. Right, we kicked them off the Swift network. That's how banks talk to one another. That's how bank transfers happen. So they went on, hacked into the SWIFT network, uh, and they tried to steal from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, but not our money. They wanted the money from Bangladesh. So they were posing as the central bank of Bangladesh, and several transactions went through. The first one was for $20 million then 81 million. And then there was a misspelling and the word Jupiter on the next one. This is something that was happening when everybody was closed and the system caught a misspelling on one of the big transfers. And it was, it 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 was, it was big. It was a big transfer. I'm glad that the system caught it. Uh, They put Jupiter for some reason on the transfer. The word Jupiter appeared and then there was a misspelling of one of the banks and some low-level guy at the Federal Reserve's like, that's weird. System just kicked this out for a misspelling in the word Jupiter. And isn't Jupiter one of those banned ships from Iran that were not supposed to be doing any oil or anything? So they ran it up the flagpole and they felt it was suspicious And so they decided not to transfer because of a misspelling. This is how close they were. The Federal Reserve decided not to transfer one billion dollars. Huh. Imagine what could be done with a billion dollars. Now imagine how loose we are with $60 billion and just sending it over to Ukraine. We have no idea where that money is going. That money could be circling back around into our elections. It could be circling back into radicals on our streets or people in, in, uh, in NATO countries that are trying to do the work of whomever. We don't know where that money is. More importantly, everybody seems gung ho on this war with Ukraine and Europe is just starting to wake up and say, wait, 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 people are going to freeze to death. Is this really this is what this is all about? We have no answers because America doesn't have the balls or the juice anymore To be able to help the rest of the world. We are, I've said this for, I can't tell you how many years. We are the world's lifeboat. And we just keep taking on more and more stuff. Hey, everybody from across the border, across the world, just come in. We can handle it. Oh, you need to be bailed out. We'll bail you out. Oh, you need to be bailed out. Okay, you can't pay that. We'll bail you out. We have no more resources left. And now the strongest lifeboat in the world, the United States of America, can't take any more on. The rest of the world's starting to feel that. At some point, the rest of the world is going to really regret how hard they pushed America into the dirt. But the biggest reason I wanted to bring up the Lazarus heist is they were that close to stealing a billion dollars from the Federal Reserve. And that's North Korea. What kind of resources does Vladimir Putin hold? And while I'm concerned about nukes, the guy has told us for five years World War 3 it's already happening, and the West doesn't get it. The next war will be fought with ones and zeros. <laughs>